0: One of the things my dad used to say is, he'd be like, the job is to be ready. You gotta be ready. Stuff comes along all the time. If you're lucky, really good stuff comes along. Once or twice in your life.
1: It's Uncommon Good, the podcast where we chat to ordinary people doing uncommon good in service of our common humanity. I'm Polly Reese. Fam, I am delighted to bring you today Hope Hall. She is a filmmaker, a portraiture artist, and an educator who originated the role of presidential videographer and pioneered the Office of Digital Strategy during the Obama White House and a dear, dear friend, collaborator, and mentor. Since then, she has gone on to document the presidential campaign of Senator Elizabeth Warren and then former Senator Joseph Biden. Currently, she serves as the director of video for the office of the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Quick content warning off the top. There is some explicit language, and we do talk a lot about grief and loss of a child. So if this is not right for you to listen to, feel free, switch this one off and we'll catch you in the next one. We go on to talk about creating and documenting change in the White House, the subject photographer relationship, making change from within the self, and how to build a team of supporters and collaborators. This episode was recorded live and simulcast to YouTube at Venture Cafe in Philadelphia in November 2022, and the full video is available on our YouTube channel now. There were some challenges with the audience Q&A, mic at points during the talk, so we will summarize those questions for you when they come up so that you know the context. This was a delightful conversation. I was honored to have it. Please enjoy my chat to hope. Hi friends, um, thank you indeed. And thank you to the very light-efficient technology that is shutting on and off as we sit and like get a little more still. Um, and the, thank you to uh, the YouTube people. We've got some, We've got a, a Bala Kinwood person, we've got someone here from the neighborhood in Philly of East Falls, and we've got my favorite shout-out to Melissa Martin, who says that she's screaming in from
0: Queens, New York, specifically on laundromat. Well, also, I was going to say, um, because the physical handout is here, and I sign each one and bless each one. Um, but for those who aren't physically in Philly with us tonight, um, you can reference this at hopehall.com mindset. So I call this my mindset handout. So um, I invite anyone who is watching to pull that up um, and reference it. And I would love to hear, again, I would love to make this a working session so that we're all having conversation rather than us delivering Mm -hmm. uh, our thoughts to you. And again, I think the mindset handout can be a really nice prompt yeah. for that.
1: So. I should say about the mindset prompt. Um, so again, that's hopehall.com backslash mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I think what I really like about that is that you gave me one when, when we met during the session. And it has all of the sorts of thoughts that, as a creator, um, are the ones that I need when I'm like not in my body. Um, And while folks are sort of processing and figuring out where to sort of settle in, I would love to know where the generation, what the genesis of of the mindset came from.
0: Well, um, so I had the best job ever at the time. Turns out, there was an even, even better job awaiting me in the future. But at the time I was like, this is the best job ever. Uh, I am the first videographer uh, at the White House. Barack Obama created the position. Um, I had worked on the campaign. He was never gonna win, but we had to work and do everything we could just in case it was possible. And then everything changed. And I worked on transition. And then the person who hired me actually created the position, uh, but then burnt out pretty quickly. And so I came on, and I was like, I never thought I would set foot in the White House. I uh, definitely never thought that I would work there. So I felt like... um, Every day felt like a dream. And six months in, and I will say, um, every work environment is challenging, but I had been an autonomous uh, individual since a teenager, and I had never worked on a team before. And I really struggled with the bro culture I um, often walked into rooms filled with men in suits and felt unwelcome. Understandably, because the risk aversion is real, I have a video camera. No one's used to the, the conversation being recorded. They're used to photographers. But this was the first president to have videographers so there was no precedent, and it made people very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, the the last time that I remember that of notable presidential history, it well not forced, but I suppose prompted a resignation.
0: As it should.
1: Yeah. But that's yeah.
0: that's what's at stake, right? So instead of open arms, which is what I was used to, you know, when you're freelance, it's like. You fight hard to get a job, and then you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm welcome here. I, I, I won this job, I got this job. It's gonna be complicated because, you know, jobs are complicated, work is complicated. But I hadn't felt unwelcome in a room. And that was really, really hard. I also worked side by side with someone who was a misogynist bully and physically, um, psychologically, and in any other way possible, um, tried to make it so that I couldn't succeed at my job. And it was really hard. And six months in, I was like, can I swear on this? Oh, of course you can. Fuck this. Like, this is so hard. I'm working 15 hours a day for, you know, like, nothing. I left my whole life to do this. I believe in, in the work, but I'm not, a, like, I'm not a federal employee. There's someone else who can do this um, who will be very happy doing it. I'm an artist. Right? And then I thought, or I could use this challenging situation as my guru. So I did. And that's where the mindset handout came. Because I thought, well, it's sort of like that. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever gotten this advice in a relationship that you want to make work but don't know how to make work. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, you're already in. So do everything you can to learn and grow. Try to make it what you need and want it to be before you leave. And that's what I did. It's like reverse engineering from feeling great about where you spend your day, how how you spend it, who you spend it with. And uh, the mindset handout is basically like what I learned trying to make a shitty situation good. So that I felt like every day I could show up and be Literally like, I'm so glad I'm here. And that's life, right? I mean, not to get too, but like, we're in a, we're in it now. We've been in it. But I think we're collectively feeling, how do we make this, um, how do we, how do we care for one another? How do we make this soft and gentle instead of hurtful and um, unnecessarily painful?
1: As we were catching up while um, you were blessing um, handouts, one of the things that came up in our conversation was it doesn't have to be this hard and it doesn't have to be this way. And I think of the mentors that I've had um, you are probably the one who has sort of shaken all of the, that thinking down and put it into a like the post-it note like my old one my old one, <laughs> one hanging on the fridge uh, but um, I mean it, it it'll, it'll have its its, its younger sister um, by the end of the night um, I wonder one of the words that has a sort of this, and I think this is the last question for now before we start inviting more conversation from the gathered. Um, but I have mixed feelings about the word um, resilience because, was like so many of our friends who who are working in medical, who are working in education, who are working in in food service and who are working in essential spaces, and 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 students have been through like an incredible amount of shit the last couple of years, right? But I think this idea of figuring out like how not how not to to let the wellspring run dry is really important. And um, one, I just want to say thank you because you're one of your well, your handout as an agent of yours um, is one of the things that sort of helps me, but also too. Um, I want to ask: Can you tell me where the mindset to be able to think that way? Can you can you trace? Are there anything anything like from like your origin story, your history, the the genesis of hope of Esperanza, as you told me in our chat? Um, where the where the mindset comes from
0: well I referenced that um, at the time it was the best job ever but then I uh, reframed because then really the best job ever came into my life which was working with Senator Elizabeth Warren as her videographer and she created, as opposed to the bro culture with you know um, putting up with bullying and <coughs> excuse me, hierarchy, she um, created a team that was deeply committed. resistance and it's so complicated because you think well well as a as an optimist I'm like I don't want to resist like I want to go for but you have to stand up against injustice you have to and I think that was the part that I've like suddenly felt like Oh, I can say no. Oh, I can say um, that's not okay—not just for me, but for this person. Like, and so resilience, I think, is an incredibly beautiful idea, and especially in nature, you can you can watch it happen every day. But for human beings, I think one of the things that, you know we navigate is we're not just roots. I'm a big plant nerd, so excuse me, I'm gonna use a lot of botanical (laughs) references, but we're not just um, roots and uh, experience. And I'm not minimizing the botanical experience, but as humans, we create stories. And I think one of the hardest parts about Humans feeling like they need to be 100% resilient all the time is that what about the rubber banding of experience that teaches you how to learn and grow, how to tell the story, how to share it with someone else, and how to care for other people? And I think. That is where the, the strength of uh, a righteous fighter like Senator Elizabeth Warren um, comes from. Is that it's about... It's gonna sound so hokey, forgive me. I apologize, but I do it. it's yeah. about linking arms. Yeah. We are stronger together. Yeah. And we learn. This is why we don't work alone. Yeah. I mean, bless the hermits out there. I totally understand.
2: <laughs> you
0: know, the compulsion to go. You know, keep a year of solitude and um, or uh, ten days of uh, silence or whatever. It. I. I. Sure. I it's. It. These are important parts of our nervous system that need to re-regulate through through quiet and through lack of interaction. (laughs) But I feel that the power of, I have felt the most powerful in my life when I have deeply interacted with other humans not just in my, for my own exploration, but um, um, in, in defense and ferocity for them. Yes. The, I'm the getting a little weepy over yeah. here <laughs> because the ferocity comes from there is suffering that should never happen again. Should never happen again. Not on my watch.
1: Yeah. So the thing that struck me when we first met was, um, and we're, we're getting a nod. We're getting a nod from John. Um, <laughs> John. John, uh, John uh, over here is just sort of like giving us like the head nod and like yeah, yeah, yeah. The the. Uh, yeah, um, for for me the thing about ferocity and and the the ending of suffering and potentially the, the preemption of the suffering of other in the future is that we I, I I don't know that like as human beings as like creatures of this beautiful planet that we live in, that we're made for that. I don't know that if there is an intention for the way that we live, I don't know that that's the intention. At least in, in the way that we reliably, both in ourselves, in our own work, but then by also in, by the way that others impact us, I don't know that we're, in, designed to experience as much pain as we constantly do.
0: Well, maybe that's part of the design. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, limitation is, yeah, yeah, is how we grow.
1: Yes. Oh,
0: boy, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um,
2: Just here to
1: mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you're, well, I, I mean, you're, you're reminding reminding me of my limitations with, um, and that we've talked about, and I've talk, talked about on, on the show before, but car accident and house fire back in 2021. And there, for, for me, that's sort of this, like, marking of time where, like, a person can choose to be resentful of limitation or you can as you as you talked about and you you do a great job of talking about it in your chapter in the book in, in the west wingers book uh, which you i was delighted to find out that you read your own chapter in the audiobook on audible and i was like it's kind of like she's in the room but the thing that you that you chose is that you chose to pay attention to it allow it to be creative and then to create around it and to as you do to give it a big old hug like from top to bottom as opposed to like treating it like an unruly youngest sibling and and i I just that's not um that's not common that's not common
0: (laughs) yeah i i mean uh Again, back to that sort of reverse engineering from how do I figure out how to not run away from a situation that I really want to be in. I have to turn it into my teacher. And I think that's, you know, that that does take, um, how do I put it? Uh, there's gotta be some safe ground for that to happen, and we don't always have that, and that's okay. Like, I think that's one of the things you and I were talking about before, is that right now we're not, we're not experiencing um, safe or solid ground, and it hasn't been safe, and it hasn't been solid. So, for us communally to then start to talk to each other about how to both rebuild and then uh, acknowledge, but also interpersonally reweave. So, it's like I have this image in my mind of a fabric, like a, like, the fabric that, it, you know, um, if you're not a hermit, if you live in a society, hopefully you have some version <laughs> of a fabric yeah. that will catch you when you fall. Yes.
1: The only thing I'll say to that is I take I take exception for Mondays. Mondays are my sort of like hermit <laughs> recharge, sort of like, like comfy clothes and gravity blanket day.
0: That's your hermit... Um, <laughs> Like day of silence or whatever.
1: One of our first questions came from a guy in the audience named Sky, and he asked Hope about what he should do when he's waiting on a big decision. Check it out.
0: No, it's okay. It's just you're not um, you're not in charge anymore. You did your best, right? So in the mode of we're all learning and growing all the time whatever happens with this decision that is out of your hands it sounds to me like is just going to be a way for you to learn and grow so the way to like sleep soundly tonight <laughs> right is to say it's it's all information it's all not to sound too like digital strategy nerdy analytics but it's all data i mean again this is what plants do plants all they do is grow and like look for the light and it works or it doesn't work and they hit like patches and they have to redirect what you'll redirect But the thing is to treat it like play. You're playing. How lucky are you? Right? And I'm not, I don't mean to like put this, but like literally, how lucky are you? And your job as humans as collaborators with me, I'm gonna throw this down. If you don't fucking take this as beautiful information to be able to learn and grow, do your thing, more your version next time, whatever next time is, I'm gonna be, all right. I, I'll give my I'm i going to kick your ass, okay? <laughs> so literally, I mean, who knows? And a lot of times, yeah, I mean, many times decisions happen. First of all, again, it's completely out of your realm at this point. So let it go. But once it happens, and once you have time and space to be... Um, gentle, playful, curious, open with each other, with yourselves, with your family and friends to say, damn, that was great, or damn, that sucked, or whatever, to like start to learn from it. That's what matters. To me. That's how you become more you know, playful, flexible, gentle, um, loving, kind, interactive, um, interwoven, more of a community build. Like, this is, that's where the richness is. So I actually, I wish you well. I hope it works out. It seems like you want it to happen. I actually could care less about the outcome. Because what I care about is how it helps you become gentler, kinder, kinder, um, uh, more interactive, loving, rooted, community building humans.
1: Another one of our questions during the talk was from a man named John and he asked about what it was like to get started in photography and videography and can. asked a bunch of questions about um, capturing video I'm, and audio and shooting um, photography.
0: I'm going to start Here's this Hope's with answer. just a meta thing, a verbal thing. I'm a, I'm a language person. So I'm... Um, working on uh, switching up the language around my craft and specifically making it um, as inclusive and gentle as possible. Mm -hmm. So I invite you to think about um, maybe capture, Switching that up and collaborate.
2: Switching what up? So Capture. Okay.
0: And shoot. Okay. So there's a lot of violent language in the craft of what I do.
2: Okay.
0: Um, specifically as a cinematographer, there still aren't very many women, and I feel, um, yeah. So it, that's that is an invitation. Without being a, um, yeah. So I consider what I do to be a collaboration with whoever it is that I'm working with. Because literally, it would be different if it was a different person filming it.
2: Right? That's right. That's right.
0: And every time the more the more time and the deeper the relationship gets, you can feel that in the footage. Yes,
2: you can.
0: There's I've seen that
2: before.
0: It it's incredible. And so what I I consider what I do to be collaborative and one of the things that was um, sort of er- early on in my freelance life that I had to grapple with and realize, and this was earlier, like two decades ago, now things have changed and that media literacy is really um, focused on the visual arts. So everyone's a filmmaker, and I love that. But two decades ago, one of the things I really had to grapple with was the power dynamic of being the person who was, just to go back to the language, capturing someone's story. And realizing that they, that I was in a position of power, and that I needed to actually deeply acknowledge what that position of power is and put it into our relationship and let it um, deepen our relationship instead of but the problem is, you know, um, I'm not a, I don't, I, like I'm not a self-funded, well, I'm, self, I'm an autonomous freelance person I didn't have the luxury of being able to say, I need five days to do this, or six weeks to build this relationship in order for you to get what you're talking about that you want. And so there was a lot of navigating in the beginning. Like, I got to get the tears. I got to get the drama. I got to get the lap, yeah. You know, right? You got to yeah. get it because you're there to get something. And now I'm in this position, I'm not a huge Malcolm Gladwell fan, but there is this amazing (laughs) thing that they talk about, which is the 10,000 hours. And I now have the comfort of having spent more than 10,000 hours behind the camera. So it's a part of my body. And what that allows me to do With each hour is be less and less fucking freaked out about the tech. Aperture, shutter stop, white balance, like always feeling like I'm in the wrong room, I'm pointing the camera the wrong way,. Trusting, like trusting. And that allows me to build a relationship And that comes that's the story that's the film that's the footage that's the emotion like I'm not a robot I'm not a you know like I'm a human being in this room back to the like Obama bro thing like I am a woman in the, I'm the only woman in this room and I am done pretending that I am not here but until you have the technical, it's like, it's complicated because, right? It's a, very, it's a deeply technical process. But that's one of the things that makes it so powerful. The reason it's like so deeply deep technical is because it's actually trying to replicate human experience through the melding of sound and picture, which no, no one else has figured out how to do yet. I mean, there's VR. Very, very amazing. Yeah. But also yeah. not accessible to most people, deeply nauseating most of the time. I really appreciate it. So, the closest thing humans have. It's also do really do fun that's to that's see what um, I love working with before? young people. And putting themselves so, the, the, the like, Is the uh, number cosine number? to the sine of what you just said is that for me, it's also really wonderful to see what young people make and do. Um, Because first of all, media literacy is in their bones, in the bone marrow. It's the primary, it's their primary um, language. Did you, I feel like you had a question too. I didn't raise my Okay. But I was
3: thinking about it. (laughs) Um, And I'm a little hesitant to share this. I don't know how meaningful it will be to the group. But um, all all of your, you've talked to us a lot about this theme of um, letting experience be your. more able to be in community and, and letting limitation be your teacher, which the whole Whoops. chain of thought in my mind, because um, I'm living with the death of one of my children, and I think about it a lot, and it, it is the biggest teacher. of the things that you were talking about it has given me, um, but I would not say it has made my life better. Um, there's just living with a lot of sadness, and I was thinking about kind of why that is in some ways, and I'm Is really, Um, but it's always there, and that when I am really present with people, when I'm not lonely, and most of the time I feel lonely like pieces lost. Stirred up in me as you were talking. um, I I was really moved by what you had to say.
0: Thank you. Time of challenges. And I think one of the things that hopefully that allows for us to do with you is to be with you in those challenges. Because I I feel that um, one of the things that was hardest Before, in the before times, (laughs) is that there was suffering and dying and deep sadness all around me and in me, and it uh, was not socially okay. So first of all, thank you for sharing what you said. Again, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I hope that we can create the interwoven structure, the support system for you. We can continue to make it stronger and more interesting and filled with bright colors, so that you can then continue to be that for other people who experience anything close to what you've experienced. And I think that's that's our job. And whether or not that becomes something that feels fulfilling for you, um, I just hope that we can at least create a, a map and a pathway so that um, we can be there for you and then if you so choose you can continue to pass it on. So thank you. I, I always, when Sam
3: first died I, I used to say I felt like Maybe from here, down to my knees, this huge, big rock, and I would come up to a group of people, and I would plop this big boulder of green, <laughs> and it just stopped normal conversation. In a sense, it was like like performance art. I didn't know. What It taught me a lot about how to be with people and help people be with me and make them comfortable and the reality of suffering in a culture that doesn't, that wants everyone to have a nice, happy web page. And right, and there I was just bereft.
0: Um, so, yeah. continue to adapt and grow from what we're going through and I would like to be a part of that
1: I think the question that as I'm reflecting uh, first and foremost I want to say Meredith, thank you for uh, I, I know a little bit of a little bit more of your story because we work together we've been friends we've been traveling a parallel journey for for longer than most of the people in this room, but I want to say thank you for the level of vulnerability that it takes to just reflect and share space with us in a way that represents such an incredible risk, um, or at least to, at least to me that it does, because it feels like that's one of those ways that like, we talk we're we're good at like talking about taking risks in relationships in terms of like romantic relationships, right? Putting yourself out there, but we're not so good at talking about like every other part of our lives. Like, and and we're in an entrepreneurial space, so like talking about forming partnerships, collaborations, or just the notion of like being a decent human being to someone else, like the idea that Sometimes the right thing to do is just to not be an angry human to each other. And to be and like that that kindness is not an awful thing. And maybe even perhaps morally right. But also potentially even right. Like hey, Try to switch up the language Trying to switch up the light. justina
0: Justinified. No, 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 I got him with that. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> just quickly, um, grief takes humanity
1: into the halls of
0: capitalism. People just can't, people become, have
3: to be. A person
0: with you. Wait, sorry, can can you put that another way? I didn't quite understand.
3: You, you're in work situations, you're in you're in business situations, and, and people have to shift out of that and be a person with you. <coughs> they have to because of grief. And it just changes the whole dynamic of a workplace when one person is.
0: Well, and I think that's what's so interesting now, is this collective, the, the the people I'm most, I've grown up with um, severe mental illness in my family. Um, I'm my mother's caregiver. Um, so I'm, I'm very sensitive to and, and a big um, proponent of the healing and therapeutic processes for available to us and uh, throughout the different chapters in our lives. The people that I am deeply concerned about right now are the people for whom the last six years are, are nothing. Uh, nothing's changed right I I, I'm the, I yeah. look genuinely like I know where we are it's a mental health crisis but it's been a mental health crisis the whole time but right. now we have this collective experience where we can actually instead of feeling like we're upending the culture of our workplace or our family, we can collectively be in grief and trauma and also resilient and all the other things, you know, but we can, and that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing because, Again, that's how we learn and grow alongside each other. So, I just yeah. yeah.
1: There's there's an opportunity for humanity to enter the equation, um, and grief, um, perhaps um, things. What we I was going. I was going to say pregnancy. I was going to say momhood. But then I remembered. Oh yeah, the thing that we do with that is that we give people time to go away, do that, and then come back. <laughs> um, yeah. So how how do we make our how how do we make our like public facing life? How we make our our work facing life more human, maybe? Um, or mission. Vision or 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 are bill paying work more, more human? Perhaps I I don't, I don't know I, I I don't have the answer. That's why we started the podcast. Um, if you're just joining us on the chat, um, thank you so much. Um, this is Hope Paul. Among other things, uh, portraiture artist, um, photographer to uh, Barack Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Um, I want to call out Shane in the chat says uh, they appreciate. Paul's description of her profession as collaborative and centered on relationship. Do did
0: that work? Burp, burp.
1: I don't know. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna Dude. get a little shouty while okay. we figure out <laughs> what's going on. Um, but Okay. you were saying that there are very few things that we are there can do any alone from the chat? but the people on the chat will still be able to hear us uh, the people here in the room a little less voting in channel. uh we have from, from the chat hope, maturity coalition voting in 2022 channel i'm barbara and I've, hope, and I've had the joy of collaborating with hope and she's a brilliant soul with a brilliant mind
0: um one of my rejoinders whenever I'm you know, on a team and it's 2 in the morning and we're on hour 17 and everyone's exhausted, I'm like, yeah, but this is why we don't work alone. Can you imagine doing this whole thing by yourself? So the whole point is, how do we take the, you know, essentially what is the human experience day-to-day and turn it into play. Yeah. Right? Because- Yes. Otherwise, how is it sustainable? How do you make it? And I think that's my whole thing about learning and growing. No matter what's happening, you can fail miserably at whatever it is that you set out to do. Maybe you won't get this big thing. I hope you do, but it's not a failure. You worked really hard. You learned a lot while doing it. You will learn from, and I encourage you if it doesn't work out, to do as much as you can to get as much information down the road as to why it didn't work. Or, you know, what a fit might be that is, better for what you proposed. I'm sure what you proposed is fabulous. It's just about one of the things my dad used to say, like, bootstrap Eastern Oregonian self-made person. You'd be like, the job is to be ready. You got to be ready. Stuff comes along all the time. time." If you're lucky, lucky. (laughs) Excuse me, but there are a lot of people for whom the fixation on their own narrative,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: the definition of persona, the ego attachment to the thing that they uh, proposed to the world that they were going to do, and then they failed at takes them out of the moment moment. I call it the golden bus I'm just going to give you my golden bus theory really quick so go ahead uh, I'm a big public transportation nerd uh, and so I love taking buses and trains and uh, so the golden bus is this so you're standing there it's commuter hour right it's morning or night or whatever and everyone's standing there and they look literally look like seagulls they're like this okay here's the road in front of them they're in the bus the bus stops behind them the road's going this way and they're just like waiting for the bus their bus the other buses come along they're just like where's my bus where's my bus If you're lucky, once or twice in your life, the golden bus comes along. And if you are that person that is like, get out of the way, I'm just waiting for my bus, you don't notice that the golden bus has arrived, the driver has opened the gleaming golden doors and is like, here's the thing that you've always dreamt of. Get on. And you're like, Move out of the way. I'm waiting for the 42. Yeah. <laughs> right? But that's the challenge. Is to, to, to be, and that's the whole idea of softening so that you can be interwoven with other people so that then you can be gentler with your own egotistical ideas of who you are, who you're supposed to be what your persona is, right? That's, that's, why, that's why we don't work alone, because it's better. People challenge us, they motivate. One of you is gonna say that to each other, right? But if you were working alone and if you were like, I'm just waiting for the 42, it's either this or I'm giving up on the whole thing and you'd miss the golden bus. I hope you don't miss
1: the golden bus. Thanks. I'm gonna come over here so that I'm on mic for the people who are here. Okay. Um, Thank you everybody so much for spending your afternoon with us and into your early evening. We're just about at the end of our time, um, and the bar is already broken down. So grateful for, I just wanna shout out first and foremost, um, all of the people here in the building at Venture Cafe who are taking good care of us and who are letting us have this chat with them. Um, please um, give them a little little round of applause um, who are keeping us well hydrated and socially lubricated thank you. Um, John and Steven are over there behind the bar. One there's six assist from Vicky earlier as well. So thank you for you. Thank you y'all. Um, I do um, but our last sort of book question that we ask everybody who's on the show is and this for you Hope Hall. What do you want the world to look like when you're done with it? Sorry to harsh the vibe, but oh, like.
0: Harshing it. Um, also, I want to say thank you. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. I'm grateful to have thank you. Thank you to all of you for coming. I don't plan on ever being done. No, I mean, genuinely. I, I I'm not a. I don't I, I have zero idea what happens when when this this mortal coil gives way yeah, zero idea yeah as a crazy cat lady but with plants, I understand there is no ending we're not there's no it does nothing yeah. nothing ends yeah. So all I can do is try to be here for you, to be in relationship, to learn and grow as this plant that I am right now, and trust that I'm leaning, what is my, my little frame is hanging on the arc of, the moral universe and bending it towards justice. We have to get better. We have to. And, you know, things have gotten, over millennia, they have gotten better. It's not a great time to um, celebrate those victories or those those steps because we're in a we're in a deep deep crevice in history.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: But look, learn if if all we're doing is learning and growing, autonomy and energy and resources yeah. to support each other.
1: Yeah, That's our job. Yeah.
0: So I look forward to doing that alongside each one of you.
1: Today, would you please give a round of applause for Hope Hall. Uh,
0: please give a round of applause for Polly Reese.
1: Thank you. Uh thanks everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being a part of the grand experiment. I know. My thanks to my guest, Hope Hall. Check out her website, Hopehall.com, and follow her everywhere on social media. Check out her chapter in the book West Wingers Stories from the Dream Chasers, Change Makers, and Hope Creators inside the Obama White House. And a special thanks to Venture Cafe Philadelphia for hosting the taping they offer free gatherings for innovators in the Philadelphia area every Thursday check out their website venturecafephiladelphia.org and follow them on social media to learn more and attend thank you so much for tuning in to uncommon good with Polly Reese this program is produced in southwest Philadelphia on the unceded land of the Lenny Lenape tribe and the black bottom community if you enjoyed listening to the show please support us by leaving us a five-star review and a comment and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help people find us. Uncommon Good is also available on YouTube, TikTok and Instagram at Uncommon Good Pod. Follow us there for closed captioned video content and more goodies. We love, love, love questions and feedback. You can send us a DM on social media or an email at Uncommon at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, wishing you every uncommon good to do your uncommon good, to be the uncommon good.